When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about over-explaining and over-sharing why we do this, what this does to our brain and our body and how we can control this and where it comes from. What is the root of why we do this? I recently put up a post about this and the response was phenomenal and everyone was asking for a podcast, so here is the podcast to help you. But before we begin, I want to remind you about my mental health retreat that is running this December, 2nd to the 4th of December in Dallas, Texas. It is really an important, really important conference because this is where you can really understand what mental health is, that it's not a brain disease, that it's actually that, that mental health is something we all battle with and that adverse circumstances create these responses in our mind, brain and body. And we need to be able to tune into those signals from our mind, brain, and body that are telling us, hey, your life's out of whack. There's something that's going on in your life that you need to manage, and it manifests in these signals. So this retreat is a really practical way to help you understand how to tune into those signals with your wise mind and how to really dig down deep and understand how you've interpreted that and what is the thought that, that, that you created from the experience and what was the actual experience, what was the root and how to deconstruct and reconstruct that. We're going to talk about that in terms of anxiety, in terms of trauma, in terms of dealing with you know, the, the things that we do to actually sort of cope with this coping mechanism, trauma responses, shock absorbing, all kinds of practical things. And what's also great is that we give CMEs and CEUs, so you can register separately for that. And that's separate from the conference price, but you can then get, you can get eight CMEs and CEUs, which is really helpful to help your mental health. And you can get... You can get some points for your professional points as well. And it's going to be practical, hands-on. I'm going to be signing books there, connecting with you. There's a special VIP event on the Thursday night. There's I've got incredible guests, a special guests. One that I've already shared with you is my good friend, Michelle Williams, who's going to be talking about depression and unpacking what that did in her life. And we're going to talk about how to use the neuropsych, how she used the neurocycle to help her manage depression. So lots of stuff. So join me at the conference. It will be, the link will be in the show notes, go and register, and I look forward to meeting you there. One more thing before we begin, this podcast is for educational purposes, and it's not medical advice. If you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now, back to today's podcast, or on to today's podcast. Okay, so I'm going to start by reading you the post that I put up recently about over-explaining. And as I said, the response was huge. And so I decided that it was, you know, this is something that I battle with and it's something that we need to talk about. So let me read the post first. So over-explaining is a common trauma response for those who are often made to feel at fault at some age in your life, whether it was as as a child or an adult. At one point, the desire to people please provided safety. It was like a coping mechanism. Please know it's not your fault for what happened. And it's not your job to regulate and boost other people's emotional state. Okay, so let's take that, unpack it, and define it and give you tips for managing it. Okay, so it's a common trauma response. Over-explaining is a common trauma response to something that's happened. We need to be trauma-informed. Trauma is an adverse circumstance. Complex or simple, there's different types of trauma. It's different for every person. There's different levels of degrees of severity, but it's still trauma. Trauma has happened to us. It will happen to us, and it is happening to us. So trauma, trauma being trauma-informed is very important. And we have different ways that we respond. And over-explaining is one of those kind of responses. So there's four main categories of trauma responses, and I did a podcast on this recently. 
And the four main categories of trauma responses are fight, flight, fawn, and freeze. Over-explaining would fall into the category of one of the fawn responses, fawning where you're trying to people-please. So when we people-please as a fawn response, and over-explaining is one of those ways that we, that we actually try to compensate for what we've gone through. So if you are over-explaining, it is part of the trauma response, the freeze trauma response, and it's in response to something that traumatic that has happened to you at some stage of your life, where you were made to feel at fault about something, where you felt that you needed to prove yourself that you, needed, that you needed to be able to explain yourself, that you needed to be able to try and keep people happy by putting lots of words out there to try and help people to understand what you're trying to say. So that's just a broad explanation, and we'll go into a little bit more detail about what those mean. But before I do, is I want to explain the difference between over-explaining and oversharing. So they're two different things. Over-explaining is we're using lots of words and lots of explanations and lots of Things to people please for all the different reasons we're about to discuss, and I've given you the broad intro to that. Oversharing is where you're telling a lot of too much personal stuff, and you're not judging who you're casting those pearls of wisdom on. So, for example, like posting too many private things on social media, or you don't really know someone, you've just met someone, and you're giving them like a lot of personal detail, and that's oversharing. So they're different, but they both come from a place of toxicity and trauma. So, for example, the oversharing, this need to, to actually constantly tell more and more details, talk about yourself with intimate details and get people to listen to you, comes from a place of, of not vulnerability, but from sort of self-absorption. And self-absorption in itself is also a type of fawn response, where you're trying to please yourself, where you're trying to explain yourself to yourself, so you kind of are loading on others too much information to do that. So we do all these things, and, they, and, and we don't have to feel bad about them. Because guilt is going to get you locked into them. Use that, recognize them and use them and just recognize them as messy ways of responding. This is a podcast about cleaning up your mental mess. This is a podcast where I tell you that the scientific evidence of you being your psychoneurobiology, your mind-brain-body connection is one of beauty, one of incredible wonder, one of restoring balance, one of being wired for love. That that's the core of who you are, that you can do something that no one else can do, that you can you have this wisdom in you that's just oozing for you to achieve your purpose and change the world but in a way that only you can change. And that's who you are. But we have stuff that happens. And then we, this shows up in these pathological or toxic ways in the way that we're communicating. And communication is a big word for how you're speaking, the words you use, the language you use, the way you do your job, the way you parent, the way you have relationships. Everything you do and say is under the category of communication. And everything you do and say comes from thoughts that are made of memories that are in your brain, your body, and your mind that have come from your experiences. And they build around the core wisdom of your wise mind. And what we've got to do is that a lot of the time those are messy. The process of building them is very often messy, and that's totally normal and totally okay. What we've got to do is get the wise mind working with the messy mind. So over-explaining and over-sharing are two Messy responses, for want of, a, of an easier way to explain, two messy responses that are coming, that can be categorized under the trauma fawn response, and there's a reason for it. Remember that always. This is not who you are. You're showing up that way because of. And what you want to do is find the because of. You want to find the root. You want to find the origin story. Okay, so I'm going to now show you my famous trees. For those of you that have never seen me, see me teach this before. Your mind and your brain are separate. I like to use my props. I'm holding up a brain for those of you that are just listening. And you are not your brain. You control your brain. Your mind is separate from your brain. Your mind shows up in your brain and your body. If you were dead, there would be no response inside your brain. But because you're alive and you're listening to me and, we, and, you, and you're building this information into your brain, you're doing that building of this information into your brain with your mind. So with your mind, you're receiving my words. On a physics level, it's all the electromagnetic light waves and it's all the sound waves. And on a psychological level, you're making sense of that through thinking, feeling, and choosing. So mind is first cause. Mind enables you to have this experience of listening to this podcast, for example. It's going into your brain. And as the mind moves into the brain, the mind is showing up in the brain. And that then means 
that and shows up in the brain and the body, and that then the brain responds neuroplastically. It changes. So you build by stimulating an electrical, chemical, and genetic response. You're building these, the, the experience, in this case, this podcast, into your brain as a nice, healthy, tree-like structure that we'll call a thought, and that thought will be this podcast on over-explaining as a trauma response would be the name of the thought tree, but all the details that I'm giving you are in the roots. So you could have, by the end of this podcast, you'll have maybe a thousand roots over here made of proteins with my words vibrating in them. And this is your interpretation because you have a unique perception. You are unique. You have your own unique mind, your own unique way that you think, feel, and choose about everything. So everyone listening to this podcast is hearing the same words, building the same roots, but the interpretation is different. And that's key. You're interpreting this based on your experience. So that's an example of this podcast, but we're doing this all day long as we are going through the day all and, and through life. And every day we're building these experiences into our brain as trees. And then immediately your brain tells your body and every single cell of your body of which you have 37 to 100 trillion are also changing. And then you're, you're also building it into your mind. Okay. So this, so something happened as a child, some kind of toxic experience that would have been the roots. And that then would have led, led to distorted processing and built a distorted interpretation versus healthy, where there's healthy information, healthy processing, healthy interpretation. This is toxic experience, toxic processing, toxic interpretation. This is in our brain, body, and mind. And then your mind is using your brain and your body for you to communicate. And this communication in this particular instance in today's podcast, this communication is over-explaining or over-sharing, where you are saying too much stuff. When it comes to mental well-being, there are many little things we can do every day to help us feel less stressed and more at peace. And one of my favorite self-care practices is wearing a favorite item of clothing or jewelry, something I know best expresses who I am and how I feel during the day. This is why I love Anna Louise jewelry. Their unique and gorgeous pieces like their pearl drop hoops, which I'm currently wearing, and their pearl necklace, which I plan on matching to my date night outfit tonight, are made using recycled materials whenever possible, as well as transparent business practices that are kind to the earth. Their sustainably crafted pieces not only bring joy to those who wear them, but also to those who make them. And with their summer sale, they can bring you joy too. You can now save up to 20% at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf. I love how Anna Louisa consistently proves how elegance and luxury do not have to come at a great cost to us or the planet. All of their prices are fair, with jewelry starting at just $39. Not only can you save up to 20% at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf, but they also make it so easy to find the pieces that allow you to celebrate you with new collections released every Friday. I absolutely love everything they sell. All of their pieces are simple yet stunning, and you'll find yourself reaching for them every day to make your outfits shine. I highly recommend checking out Anna Louisa. I love them. Their pieces start at $39, and you can get 20% off with their summer sale at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf. Shop at A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com forward slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Did you know that protein helps your neurons talk to each other by producing neurotransmitters? Yes, it's true. Protein is not just about building muscles. It's essential for your brain and mental health. And thankfully, with Ritual's new essential protein, you can always be sure that you're getting the right amount of protein for your brain and body based on your unique needs. From the multivitamin company you know and trust, Ritual's incredible team of scientists from Harvard have reimagined protein from the ground up and inside out, from how it's made to who it's for and why it's needed. The result is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, and all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. For tomorrow, as much as today, Ritual's essential protein is made with nutrients to support bones, brains, and muscles and help maintain muscle mass as you age. And did I mention that it tastes amazing? 
Ritual's essential protein is made using delicious handcrafted vanilla flavor using direct from farmer vanilla beans that are sustainably harvested in Madagascar while their peas are sustainably grown and regeneratively farmed right here in the US. With no added sugar or sugar alcohols, essential protein is also soy-free, gluten-free and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. So why not check up your Ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So let's quickly define, give you a nice definition of over-explaining as a trauma response, a foreign trauma response. It's explaining something to an excessive degree, okay? So it's explaining something to, so to an excessive degree where there's lots of words and lots of explanations and lots are being said and, and kind of like really trying to almost force your point and to like make that other person understand. There's kind of a desperation behind it to be understood and to be heard and to be listened to. So it's kind of desperately driven and that kind of, that's toxic. That's, that's, that's creates stress in your body, in your tension, in your neck, feelings of anxiety, because it's, it, there's a very strong emotional warning signal. As you're speaking like this, there's this anxiety. I've got to say this. I've got to get this out. They've got to understand me. And, and it's like you want to protect yourself. It's like you're trying to build a protective barrier. You're trying to get safe. So that's what you're doing. But it's not who you are. It's a response. It's a warning signal. So if you are over-explaining and you've got this anxiety as the emotion and the over-explaining is actually the behavior, then your body is maybe this tension in your neck and then I'm getting tension in my neck because I know that I've fallen into this. And just like saying over-explaining, I immediately, my shoulders went up and the tension came in my neck. So I know when I've done it, that's the response in my body. So as I'm explaining it, I'm getting that body response. I'm getting that, that emotional warning signal of anxiety. I know that I'm going to say a lot of words. So I've had this experience. I've got memories of it. But I've managed it. So when I get into those situations where I want to over-explain, I still fall, make a mess, but I catch myself quickly and pull myself back. And that's what I'm going to teach you how to do. Okay? Oversharing is different to over to over-explaining, which I've expl- um, mentioned in the beginning. And oversharing, I've got a nice definition over here. Oversharing is that a disclosure of an inappropriate amount of information and detail about your personal life. So over-explaining is excessive degree, explaining something to an excessive degree. Oversharing, on the other hand, is a disclosure of too much personal stuff. Okay, it's too much information and detail about your personal life. Okay, so then, now, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Okay, so it's a signal. We're doing something. Whenever we do something or feel something or have a perspective or have this pain, this, these related physical symptoms in our body, that category, those groupings, we're doing that in response to a non-conscious something. What is that non-conscious something? This thing, this toxic thing that has got a root, okay? So so we're interpreting the situation based on a toxic processing, based on a toxic root. So the over-explaining is coming from a complete distortion. The only way to fix this is to look at the over-explaining and start being, and become a thought detective and to go back to ground zero, become a thought detective to very objectively stand back and observe yourself and actually look at the pattern of over-explaining. Go from the pattern, from the pattern to the signals, and from the signals, that'll take you to the thought tree. Then you start the process of deconstructing and reconstructing this thought tree. And this is all the neurocycle, okay? So it's the deconstruction process where you're deconstructing the thought tree. Okay, and you're going from the interpretation which is toxic to the incorrect processing to the root and you do that through the five steps the gather reflect write recheck and active reach daily and it's going to take you 63 days to find that root okay 21 days more or less will reveal most of the root but then you've got this healthy new thought at day 21 so you've taken this you've upended it deconstructed it you've built this but it's tiny and if you don't grow this you're going to over you're going to go back to people to over explaining which is people-pleasing. It's, it's basically a form of people-pleasing, which is part of that fawn response. So fawn response, trauma response, trauma fawn response, people-pleasing, over-explaining, over-sharing. Okay? 
So at day 21, you would have found this, but then you've got to stabilize that. So you've got to spend another 42 days, five minutes a day, turning this into a, growing this, making this strong, giving it energy so it gets big because it's got to compete with all those other thoughts in your brain. And if it's not strong, you can't use it. It becomes a memory that's like stuck. So you have to grow it. Otherwise, it'll just stay like this little pygmy, this little tiny little thing. Okay, you have to grow it. And you grow that by spending the five, five minutes a day doing the five steps over another 42 days. And at day, and at, um, half, at, at day 63, it's grown. So at day 21, it looks like this. At day 42, it looks like this. And at day 63, it looks like this. So it's beautiful and strong and healthy. And it's become automatized. So it's in your non-conscious mind, super intelligent. So when you need it, you can draw on it, okay? So that over-explaining reason why you were over-explaining, you'll remember why you over-explained, but now you know how to recognize it immediately. You'll be 80% more, you've got this, you are 80% more effective to recognize, oops, I'm making a mess. I'm over-explaining. I'm over, I'm saying too much. People are reacting negatively and boom, this comes up. As you do that, this comes up and enables you to say that and you can stop yourself and you can correct yourself. And you can come back into that space of peace in the midst of chaos. So important for keeping mental health on track and keeping our mind on track. There's enough to deal with without having to add to our burdens. And over-explaining really does make your life difficult. <laughs> so this is why it's just so important that we deal with our over-explaining. Okay, so basically, we and I'm just going to read you a summary of what I've just said. We do this in response to non-consciously trying to control the signal of anxiety. So the over-explaining makes us feel anxious because you are over-explaining. That's the behavior. That's what you're doing. And then that is going to go hand in hand with the emotion of anxiety, which is going to go hand in hand with feeling bad about yourself, perspective, which is perspective. So you feel bad about yourself and shame and guilt and I'm not good enough and whatever. And then you're going to have the bodily symptoms, okay? So the, oh, we do this, this we, we have a, a situation that triggers us. Someone maybe is gaslighting us or someone says something that triggers us and then boom, over-explaining, anxiety, perspective, I'm not worthy, I've got to prove myself, I've got to protect myself, I've got to say more to make them hear me. So you, that's the perspective. And then, oh, my body's like tension in your neck or whatever it may be. And so as soon as, you, soon as that happens, it's, it's, that's what's happening. You are trying to compensate for all of those. But if you keep doing it, you actually make it worse. So if you keep on doing that and then you shove that back down and you, you, know, you do the over-explaining and the people-pleasing and whatever, and then the situation ends and you did it and you don't do anything about it. In other words, you stay in the mess. You feel awful. And then it goes down even stronger than before. And then another situation happens, you do it again, another situation. So whatever you practice the most, it's getting too much energy. And so it becomes a very dominant driving force inside of you. And then that may feel like, oh, well, that's who I am. That's just what I do. It's my personality. It's my personality type. Those are some of the questions we receive. Isn't it just my personality? Is it my personality type? Guys, everything about you and you, and you're not a type, you're a unique, you're not a category. There's no one like you. And everything about you is phenomenal. You are phenomenal. So therefore, everything that's going to come out of you is healthy. So if something toxic is coming out, pathological in your communication, like the over-explaining and making you feel awful in the ways I've described, that's not part of your personality. I don't believe in personality types. I teach on this on in identity. You are your own category. No one can compete with you. When you recognize that, you don't have to compete with anyone else. And that takes so much burden off us. Okay, so maybe go listen to that podcast on identity just to, to understand this concept, and I'll be doing more on it. So essentially, what I want you to, to get here is that that's not a personality type, okay? This is a response that needs to be checked. It needs to be deconstructed, okay? So also, this takes up a lot of mental energy. It's exhausting. When you've done some people-pleasing and some over-explaining afterwards, you just kind of feel so drained. And if you don't sort it out, you go to bed that night and it affects your falling asleep and it affects your REM sleep, which is your dream sleep, which is where you're trying to sort things out. And, you know, that can turn into nightmares and you wake up feeling like a mess and then everything else. So it just kind of becomes a boomerang thing. So if there's a pattern in your life of overexpanding, you need to like kind of start deconstructing and giving yourself permission to do that and not feeling bad. It's okay if you've been overexplaining. It does you don't feel bad about it. You just need to do something about it. You don't want to keep it there because of all the negative connotations, but you don't have to feel bad about it. I mean, I 
I personally have done this and still do this, but now I'm 80% more effective in catching myself. In fact, I'm improving all the time. I think I've gone beyond the 80% mark. But I show with my research that when you manage your mind by checking out your patterns and your signals and getting to that thought and deconstructing and reconstructing, which is what the neurocycle is all about. It's all about helping you recognize the patterns, to read the signals, to tune into the thought, to deconstruct and reconstruct the thought and to build that healthy new thought and then to grow it into that beautiful new pattern in those cycles of 63 days. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but guys, your mind's always working anyway. So it doesn't ever switch off. Your mind never stops for a second. It goes 24-7. During the day, it's non-conscious and conscious and subconscious working. At nighttime, just non-conscious. So it's always going. So either it's going in a constant state of mess or it's going in a managed way where you're managing your mess, giving yourself permission, not beating yourself. Oh, I over-explained again. Oh, I overshared again. I'm so terrible. That's just going to make things worse. Just say, oh gosh, okay, I over-explained. I can see people's reactions. I don't feel good. I can see my own reactions. What am I going to do about this? Okay. Now, let's quickly talk about why we do this, and then I'll give you the technique for fixing it up. So why do we do this? Okay, over-explaining. You might be doing this to make you feel safe. A lot of people ask, is it that? Yes, we feel safe. So if you, I mean, you need to feel safe. So you're over-explaining to feel safe which means that you didn't feel safe. At some point in your life, something happened that made you not feel safe about who you are as a person. And when I say safe, it's safe in your identity. Like, I'm Caroline, and I need to feel safe with who I am. So no matter what people say or do to me, I need to feel safe in who I know who I am so I can stand up for myself and stand up to them. But if I'm feeling the need to to explain myself constantly and, and almost justify why I'm saying it and, and make sure people understand, kind of force that on them. I don't feel safe. I'm feeling like I need to protect myself. So my, I'm feeling in a, in a vulnerable state. So it comes from that point of not feeling safe. So you have to ask yourself, why don't I feel safe? What am I not feeling safe about? Is it me as a person? Is it me physically? Is it that I, if I say enough, I can, I can protect myself physically, I can protect myself mentally or a combination? Where did that come from? And that's what the neurocycle will help you do. It will help you look at those signals and then unpack as you gather the signals and as you start reflecting on each signal, you can see the processing and that can take you, oh, I'm doing this because that happened. When that happened, I felt like the only way that I felt, I felt unsafe because what I do is not good enough. People don't see me. I have to explain to make people understand me. Or you don't feel heard. You didn't feel heard or you needed to people please to keep someone in your environment happy so that you could keep the peace and you did it became a it's it's a coping mechanism so you did that as a sort of coping mechanism so so the generally you might be doing this to keep yourself feeling safe because you have a toxic thought tree of which the root system is some sort of abusive relationship at some age the only way you coped at that time was this fawning type trauma response of people pleasing and over explaining but it's no longer, it's not a sustainable thing. Anything toxic was in the moment a coping mechanism, but it's not sustainable. And we see that unsustainability in the changes in our emotions, our behaviors, our bodily symptoms, and our perspectives. And those form these patterns that disrupt our life and stop us achieving our goals and so on. Okay, so basically I said as well here is that the only way you coped at that time was this fawning type trauma response, which are no longer sustainable. This has affected your ability to almost trust yourself. Okay, now I've got a fly flying around here. So this has affected your ability to trust yourself, okay, and to believe that others trust trust you, don't trust you. You might also slip into over-explaining if you have been gaslit. Anyone here, and I'm sure everyone's had an experience of being gaslit at some point in their life, and maybe some of you are getting it a lot. And it's terrible if it's from someone that's close to you that you that you love and respect. And it doesn't mean they don't love you, but because a gas gaslighting is also a trauma response. It is people that are broken, that are using that brokenness and communicating in a pathological way that is affecting others. But if you're on the other side of it, it very often could be that you have slipped into over-explaining because you've been gaslit, which makes you feel that you have to say a lot and in as many different ways as possible in order to make sure that the person gaslighting you cannot distort your words and turn them on you and manipulate you. So you feel you have to be so clear you explain it this way, and you explain it that way, and you explain it this way, and you explain it that way, so that 
you can be absolutely sure that that person's not going to turn your words, that they know exactly what you're saying, that they've got it, that they that you've seen their gaslighting and you're going to make sure that they are going to not turn those words on you. So let me read that sentence to you. You might slip into this if you have been gaslit, which makes you feel that you have a lot to, you have to, you have to say a lot and in as many different ways as you can so that the person gaslighting you can't distort your words and make you look bad by using your words against you. So you want to make sure that they have your words. Okay. It could also be that you have to make people understand where you're coming from to give. So you, you know, the, the, I'm coming from this. So you're kind of giving this prefacing comment that to, to like say, listen to me. I'm coming from this angle. This is important. So once again, it's coming from that, that almost like you don't trust yourself or you don't feel like you've been heard because maybe as a child that happened or as a, in a relationship as an adolescent or in a marriage or in a workplace. So you've compensated for a repeated time when you weren't really listened to and you kind of had to, it was maybe an aggressive relationship towards you that you didn't feel heard. So you're trying to be heard and you're trying to keep safe and you're trying to keep peace. You Maybe you're giving a prefacing comment as a protective barrier. This is what one person asked in the comments is that they kind of give this prefacing comment as like a protective barrier that, hey, listen to me, I'm saying this because. So you're almost like insulating and saying that I'm doing this because of. So if they say attack your words that you say, you've prefaced it with some kind of over-explaining thing to say, I'm saying this because of. Instead of having confidence in what you're saying, saying it's almost like you have to explain why you're saying what you're saying as a protective barrier to justify and, and support what you're saying to protect yourself. Once again, you're not feeling safe. Okay. And there's a reason why you're not feeling safe. You want, you want people to see your reasoning. You want to make sure that they see I'm doing this because of this, because of this, because of this. So you, you're kind of justifying yourself for acceptance who you are. So you're justifying yourself to accept for acceptance of who you are and how you think. You don't have to justify who you are and how you think. You can make a mess and tell people, sorry, I made a mess. I wasn't thinking clearly. But you don't have to justify. But that's the whole thing. In over-explaining, you've got these patterns that you may have to spend a full 63 days starting with just identity that you don't have to justify, that you're amazing, that whatever comes out of your mouth, if it's a mess, you can correct it. It doesn't matter that coming out of your mouth is not who you are, that the majority of who you are is this phenomenal person and life has happened. You know, you may have to spend 63 days working on your identity, doing a full-on identity check in order to deal with this over-explaining because it has really tapped into your identity where you don't, if you don't feel safe, you don't feel you are safe. It doesn't mean you feel like you aren't important. And if that goes, it's very, very hard to, to, to sort of deal with anything. And, that can, as I said, and then the over-explaining is one of those ways of trying to make yourself feel safe. You're trying to force people to say, hey, I'm, I'm actually okay. Listen to this. You can tell me I'm okay. If you listen to my words, you'll, you'll hear I'm okay. I'm a good person. I can do this. I'm, I'm valuable. Okay? That's what you are asking for. But why are you asking that? Why are you needing to do that? Something happened. You've got to find that and deconstruct it. You can't change what's happened to you, but you can change how it plays out in you so that you don't have to keep doing this or you can catch yourself quickly when you are. So it could be you could be trying to keep the peace. An adult made, that, uh, made you feel that everything's your fault. You may have grown up in an environment where as a child you had adults in your life that were making you feel like what they did wrong. Oh, it's your fault. You made me sad. You made me this. So you may have grown up and gone into a marriage like that. You may have a teacher at school. You may have a religious leader. You may have a, have a, a, a cultural situation where you've always felt like you are the odd one and whatever, and everything's your fault. Something has happened that there's been one thing after another. That's not someone who makes you feel that it's your fault. That in itself is their toxic response coming from their trauma. So there's a route to them blaming you and You've got to recognize anything toxic that happens to you, like gaslighting, like narcissistic type behaviors, like blaming you for stuff. It's not the truth. It's them coming from their pain. And if you absorb that and believe it, it affects you. And then you're trying to compensate. So it does start, as I said, with this almost like a 63-day cycle. Not almost. It is a 63-day cycle, starting with your identity, understanding that that's not who you are, what people are making you feel that's bad about you, that makes you feel bad about yourself. That's not who you are. And it's coming from their toxic responses and their traumas. From That's where their toxic responses are coming from. So you kind of have to separate them out, create the barriers and get yourself healthy and strong so that you don't feel the need to do this fawning response. One thing I just want to say, there's two other reasons why people um, over-explain besides this toxic trauma route. 
And that is that there could be something like a TBI, that you've had a traumatic brain injury or chronic traumatic encephalopathy from sports injuries, which damages parts of your brain. So therefore, your mind is using a brain that's damaged, and it can take a bit of time for that damage to heal, and that can affect your word finding. So therefore, you can do things like speaking out loud, and it comes out in like a long, jumble, kind of circular reasoning kind of mess. That and, and the kind of last part of what you're saying is what you meant, but everything up to this last part is all the thinking that was actually supposed to happen quietly in your head, but it came out. And I saw this so much with my patients that had traumatic brain injuries and CTE, that they would think out loud. And thinking, as we know, is a process. If you're working something out, you go back and forward and up and down. And, and if that comes out at someone else, it's like ugh, overwhelming. And so that's one of the things. And then the other thing is, you could also be someone who likes to talk a lot. Like if you know something about a subject, like I know a lot about my subject and I find it very interesting. So if I get into a stimulated conversation where I feel I've got something to contribute, I can say a lot. And sometimes I say too much and it's just tiring for other people. So I have to use my neurocycle to recognize, to self-regulate and read when people are getting tired. Like my husband will tell me straight and my kids will tell me straight, oh, mom, over-explaining too much information, stop. So family and friends are great that know you, but you might be in polite, you know, company that don't really know you. So they just let you talk on. So watch, watch for the eyes, watch for people kind of zoning out. And then you know that you've, that you've kind of said too much and you need to stop. Okay, so just very quickly, a little bit about the oversharing, which is basically where you're sharing too much of your own details. This is very often a misguided attempt to get sympathy. So you're telling lots and lots of stuff because you want to get sympathy, because you're very self-absorbed, which in itself is a toxic response. So trying to get sympathy, there's a need in you that hasn't been met. So it also needs attention. You need to find the root. Why are you oversharing your personal stuff? Why do you feel like you need sympathy? Why do you feel like, you know, what is it about the situation, the people, whatever, where is it coming from? Managing your finances can be really stressful especially with so much going on these days. Thankfully, there are some great ways to reduce the stress and improve not only your financial health, but also your mental health, including using Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. Chime believes that your online checking account shouldn't cost you money, which is why they have no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly service fees, or transfer fees. In fact, Chime has over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at locations like Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS and more. That's more than the top three national banks combined. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. This means no hidden fees for you or cash out fees for them. It's time to say goodbye to hidden fees. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started today at chime.com forward slash drleaf. That's chime.com forward slash drleaf. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may apply. The link and details will be in the show notes. Now, here's how to help yourself. You're going to do a five-step neurocycle. The neurocycle is five steps. You do it over 63 days because 63 days, as I've explained, is how the change happens. My neurocycle app walks you through it. So I strongly recommend you download the neurocycle app. We'll put the link in the show notes. I strongly recommend you get my latest book if you haven't already got it, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, because this teaches you exactly how to do this. Because the neurocycle is how you get your wise mind controlling the messy mind so that you manage your mind and you direct the neuroplasticity. So you fix these, you change this. Neuroplasticity means change these into these super healthy thoughts. Okay, so the um, book and and, and app really walk you through it. We're upgrading the app. So if you download the app now, as soon as the upgrade comes, you'll automatically get it. But at the moment, it walks you beautifully through those 63 days. There's little mini neurocycle guides, and we're adding a whole ton more like decompression activities and more things for the 42 days. And so, I mean, get into the app. It's, it's a lifesaver. I use it. I use these concepts all the time. Millions of people around the world are, we have reached now with these concepts of mind management. The neurocycle is a process. It's, it's a system. It's a system for that you can put any technique into that. 
for how you manage your mind and how you increase, which means that you're going to increase your ability to self-regulate. Okay, so how do you manage the falling response of over-explaining, which is falling under the category of people-pleasing? First thing is you're going to spend, commit to spending 63 days because you're not going to solve it in one five-step, one neurocycle. Each neurocycle is five steps. You're going to need to spend that 63 days to find it, find the root, find the, from the pattern to the signals, to the interpretation, the distorted processing, to the root. And in doing that, you weaken this, and then you reconstruct that, reconceptualize that into the healthy thought. Then you're going to have to stabilize that to grow it so it gets lots of energy so that it automatically happens, okay? So gather, and you start with start with something that is recent, okay? So stand back and observe yourself. That's called the multiple perspective advantage. I teach you how to do this in my app and in my book where you stand back and observe yourself. In other words, step into your wise mind. Your wise mind is your ability to look at the messy mind and work with the messy mind to change things, okay? So gather awareness of something recent using the MPA, the multiple perspective, observe yourself. Now, observe. If you are, and here's some signals, or no, if you want to know, I'm going to give you some signals now. Gather awareness of these kind of things to check out if you are using over-explaining as a trauma phone response. Observe if you are apologizing a lot. Are you apologizing a lot? Do you have difficulty saying no? Do you feel that people need lots of detail to understand you? Are you over-anticipating how the person will respond to you when you set a boundary? And that's a good one. Are you thinking, oh gosh, if I set this boundary, they're going to react like this. So I better pad this boundary with a whole bunch of explanations. So at the end of the day, you don't even know what the boundary is because you've said so much, because you're so worried about their reaction. Okay, that's a sign you're over-explaining. Maybe you are focusing on the worst case scenario, which 90% of the time won't happen. Okay, so if you want to check if you're oversharing, if you want to gather awareness of your oversharing, some signs are posting a lot of intimate details about relationships, friendships and family matters and personal drama that you shouldn't be posting about. And they're using social media to vent your frustrations in a very descriptive and graphic way. Okay, this doesn't create intimacy. It actually is, it, it's not, it's, it's self-absorption masters vulnerability, and that is in itself a trauma response. So you don't have to feel bad about it. You just have to do something about it. Please always remember everything I say. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to make you feel empowered and have agency that this is okay. If you're doing that, if you're oversharing because you, you, you are self-absorbed because you're vulnerable, okay, now you know. Now you can do something. Okay, so look for the signs. Gather awareness of those patterns and then reflect on that. So now you've gathered awareness of the patterns. Now you're going to go to your interpretation. You're going to start reflecting on the second step on why are you doing this? Why are you interpreting it like this? What is this thinking going on? Ask, answer, discuss. Then write that down. And when you write that down, write in a metacog, which really looks like a tree. And it's so good because it kind of mirrors the structure of the brain of how thoughts are formed. And it helps you to go multidimensional. You know, we, the research is showing that we operate in like 11 dimensions and whatever. It's a lot of dimensions. And I've seen from the metacog that it really draws the wisdom out of you. It gets your wise mind to tap into the depths of your unconscious. So pour it on the metacog and then go into the next step, which is, the, which is your recheck. And your recheck is going to be to make sense of what you have written onto your metacog. So there's a lot on your metacog. Okay. So let me see if I've got uh, all the questions. Yes. Okay. So when you recheck, you want to now make sense of what you've written. So you've got all these signals. You've asked, answered, and discussed why. And you're seeing, okay, the safety is definitely a safety issue here. And it's coming from X, Y, and Z. Now, you're not going to achieve that all on day one. Guys, it's going to take you a full 21 days. 15 to 45 minutes, that's all you spend on this. If you rush this, you're just going to keep on having the narrative of, oh, I'm over-explaining and I don't know how to stop. If you do what I'm telling you, you'll recognize the over-explaining for what it is and you'll actually get rid of it. You'll manage it. You'll get to the point where as you start, you'll stop because you understand where it's coming from and you've healed yourself. You've changed what happened. You, didn't, you can't change what's happened to you to set up that pattern but you've now changed what's in you. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to grow that back. We can grow these back. Our brain's neuroplastic. If we don't develop this, we can grow that over-explaining back. And then, we've got to, and then we know, oh my gosh, I'm over-explaining and I know why I'm over-explaining. Now you've got to do the work, work of changing it again. You've got to rewire those neural pathways. 
decide where what you want to wire in because what you wire in over time over those cycles of 63 days is what you're going to do so if you've made the effort of finding out the reason why and you've got to day 21 go to day four at 63 otherwise you're going to land back rebuilding that and you don't want to waste that kind of time and then have to do it again you know so it's not worth it okay so the recheck is now go and look at what you've written and look at what so you're taking right down to the root cause and you're looking at what were the triggers, what were the certain patterns, what started that, what set you off now to go into that over-explaining. And so you, you're shaping what you've written and you're reconceptualizing it. You're looking at it differently. Okay, so I was always, for example, you are not safe because as a child, someone always blamed you for everything. So the only way you could keep the peace was to people please. And to say a lot. And that overcompensation led to the over explaining. And so you see this over a period of 21 days. So each day you're getting a little bit more insight. And there, so the reconceptualizing step is always where you're trying to shift it and say, okay, but that's not the truth. I am incredible. That's where that came from. But they're coming from that response. So let me say that differently. I don't have to over explain. That's, that's the sort of language you would use. And you would get a few little statements out of that. And that would then lead you into the fifth step, which is the act of reach. So here's some actions that you can take. And these I'm telling you these in like this one podcast, but these are things you're going to do over the 63-day period. And these are just a few things you can build in your own. So some of the active reaches you can do are be patient with yourself. Train yourself. You might have to spend a full 63 days just saying, hey, be patient with yourself. Don't get mad at yourself when you fall, when you make mistakes. Celebrate. You can do this also by celebrating the moment when you do set a boundary. So be patient with yourself is, is one of the first active reaches. And one of the second active reaches is celebrate yourself when you actually do set a boundary. So when you, when you stop yourself over explaining and, and just like say only a little bit and you stop, no matter what that person does, you've set a boundary. You've said enough. And it's hard and your heart's beating and you, and you want to say more, but you zip your lip. Celebrate those moments. Remember them. Write them down onto your metacog in your neurocycle journal. You know, all of that I explained beautifully in my book, Ending Up Your Mental Mess and the Neurocycle app. Okay? And then celebrate the moment when you set a boundary without chronicling your reasoning in painstaking detail. So you set a boundary. You didn't chronic, you didn't, what did I write here? Chronicling your reasoning in painstaking detail. You didn't do that. Celebrate it. You didn't go through this exhausting long chronicle of why you're doing what you're doing. Celebrate the short, sweet success that you used, short, sweet sentence that you used. Learn to sit with the discomfort of disappointing others. Ha, that's a challenging one. You're going to disappoint others because others, we all interact. We all have these relationships where we are using each other regardless. We're there to enhance each other, but when we're in a toxic state, sometimes we are feeding incorrectly off each other. And when you stand up and, and you recognize that, because overexpanding is telling you that there's not a very healthy relationship going on here. And then you stop. They're going to be disappointed with you. Don't think that disappointment is something that you've done that's bad. If you've done something that's protecting your mental health, don't let that disappointment get you. It's hard. But be comfortable sitting with them being disappointed with you. Don't go and try and make the disappointment go away by overexplaining. Don't fall back into that pattern. Okay, so learn, train yourself. Tell yourself. Maybe do 63 days. I will sit with the discomfort. I can do this. I can sit with it and practice it. Get discomfort in a situation and, and be aware. Be very, very aware. I'm feeling like this. These are my signals. Do a quick little five step. I'm feeling like this. Gather awareness. Reflect on it. Write it down. So you can do a quick five step within the 63 days. You can do multiple five steps in those situations. So you can use the short version while you're working on the long version. Okay. You cannot really, you remember, you cannot please everyone. And the one person you should always make priority is yourself. Okay, next act of reach. Give yourself permission to feel whatever feelings surface when you say no. No is a sentence. Okay? And when you say no, lots of feelings are going to surface. So do a quick neurocycle within the neurocycle. Gather awareness of yourself, of those feelings, and your bodily responses. Give yourself permission. Reflect, say, I'm, reflect I'm doing this because of this, because I'm going through this healing process. You can maybe write it down, this is how I feel. Recheck it by saying, hey, this is okay. We're this part of this process. I've got to be comfortable with, with, with all these feelings. An active reach 
force yourself to be comfortable. Say, I am comfortable. I'm going to be comfortable. It's, and I'm going to sit there and let those feelings wash over you and move on. Okay, and that takes practice. Okay, and then the next thing, remind yourself of times you did assert a boundary and things weren't as bad as you expected them to be. How many times do we think, ah, oh, it's going to be so bad? And we do assert the boundary and there is a bit of a reaction, but then it's not as bad as you expected. Focus on those. Write them down. Think about them. Apply them. Remember them. Don't just gloss over them. Celebrate them. And last thing, a second last thing, mind manage where you self-regulate the reaction of others to you and adjust accordingly. So the example I gave earlier, when you are over-explaining, don't just get absorbed in what you are saying, but watch what you are saying. Stand back and watch yourself, how you're saying, facial expressions, bodily sensations, and watch the other person's or persons, if there's multiple people, watch their reactions. And if they're getting, if you can feel it's toxic and you're getting toxic, stop, self-regulate, pull back, end the talking. And last thing, if you're thinking out loud, like that example I gave of someone who maybe has a traumatic brain injury, a CTE, and that's part of it, you can actually train yourself through the neurocycle to, with brain building, and there's a whole section in the book on brain building, to train yourself. That's what I would do with my patients. I would teach them how to think, to go through the process of thinking out, uh, instead of out loud, in their head and you can practice it you can develop that it's going to maybe take you multiple 63 day cycles and you might need a therapist or a loved one to just help you practice that but then the active reach would be practicing only saying the final sentence and only allowing yourself so you've got to look what you've got to find out what that looks like what the, what does the working out part look like and what does the what you actually want to say look like and when you make that separation then you can express that well, I hope that's helped you and I hope that you are going to be able to get that overexpanding under control. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors.